0: Welcome to episode 16 of the Female Health Show. My name is Raquel, and today we're talking about supplements. Are they just a waste of money and space? What do you think? Do you think supplements are a waste of space? This podcast is also going to have a supplementary article found in RaquelFitPT.com slash blog. Title of that blog is Are Supplements Just a Waste of Money and Space? So I look forward to sharing that with you. It is a 13,000 plus article that I wrote, and I am pretty impressed with it. So, It won't take you that long to read. There is a lot of information there. So if you forget anything that I talk about in this podcast, please feel free to refer to this article. This information is for education purposes only and information purposes, more so information. It does not constitute legal, financial or medical advice. Please speak to a medical or a natural health practitioner in relation to any of the information below. Also, just please note, supermarket quality supplements are literally the dog shit of the supplement industry. So if you want the best, speak to a naturopath who can help you further. This information is not going to cover all the supplements as well because there are so many damn supplements. It would take me years to get through. Not only that, it's probably not worth my time going through every single one. They're not all relevant. If you have an issue, you need to go speak to someone who can help you more specifically with whatever you're struggling with. So why do we actually use supplements we can break it down into main categories of immunity digestion sleep performance recovery inflammation stress and even detoxification but ultimately what's actually going to work for you really does depend on who you are your personality traits behaviors and dna i don't know if you guys can hear my dog in the background stop growling there's someone fixing our air con at the moment so he wants to go have a look at who the person is There's hundreds of supplements and they're quite costly. There's so many that, like I just said before, it's overwhelming and it's just too hard to go through every single one. You're not the only one out there who has a stack of supplements somewhere in your kitchen pantry, somewhere in your household that is going to expire. And if you're having expired supplements, that's also toxic to your system. It's like eating old rotten food. Don't do that. Please throw them out. If you've spent money on these supplements, it's time you really understood what you're actually taking and go see someone who specializes in blood work and stool testing to actually examine what you really need. So personally, I used to think supplements were a waste of money. I used to think they were just a cash grab from whoever was going to sell them to me. Um, and I would have said they were a waste of money. These days, I actually believe the complete opposite. Uh, the right ones can do a world of good, especially if you are you know don't have your period. I mean, we've got to think it in context, right? The soil that we actually have in our society is so polluted. It's full of chemicals. And unfortunately... It's just not as high quality as it used to be back in the day. I heard someone say the soil is is like the skin of the earth. It's been damaged and it's polluted. And it's not as easy as just adding more soil that is healthy on top to help. It'd be like trying to get a skin graft and adding a skin graft on an unhealthy wound that is infected. It's going to infect the rest of... The skin graft that you're trying to you know replace it's not going to work it needs to be a healthy fresh clean piece of skin and the skin graft so they can kind of match and then you know work forward with like that so we put it in that way you know it actually makes a little more sense so when we think about what is actually out there there's just so many things so that's why I'm going to keep coming back to go get blood work go get a stool test go see someone who's a professional in the field who can examine this further if you want generalized just a general supplement to have in your pantry just one there will be some recommendations at the bottom of my article as well which you can have a look at so that's going to lead you a little closer to you know what you might be looking for Uh, ultimately supplements are used to supplement for where there is deficiency. So you wouldn't take supplements if you're not deficient in them. You wouldn't need it. It's just adding more load, more toxic load, in fact, to your system where your body actually has to work a little harder to remove and eliminate, excrete the unwanted or unnecessary amounts of supplements that you're adding on top. So again, without getting blood work and a stool test, it's a bit like tug of war. If you have compromised immunity, digestion and performance, we really don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. Now, supplement cycling. There are supplements that I highly recommend to cycle depending on the time of year and also where I am in my menstrual cycle. I also supplement certain supplements. Now, each supplement I list in this article will have notes that you can also take away and speak to your health practitioner about if you'd like to discuss including them. Uh, For example, I take L-glutamine and I use this as a digestive distress preventative. Personally, I have to be careful with how much onion, garlic, and certain fruits I eat due to some pretty painful gastrointestinal bloating. And if I come in contact... I should turn my phone off. And if I come in contact with um, gluten or... Excessive amounts of dairy, it's probably going to flare up my body in some way, shape or form, and I get really painful gastrointestinal bloating. So glutamine can transform into any amino acid that the body requires at any given time. And it actually does repair the lining of intestinal walls, which can provide relief from IBS-related symptoms. So I take about 5 to 10 grams of it when my body communicates to me it's needed. So I can just feel a little bit of a stomach upset or something's not quite right. I'll take it and it's actually really great relief. Sometimes in really high stress situations, I'll also take it um, because stress depletes many vitamins and minerals and amino acids like magnesium and like glutamine. Um, So glutamine also eventuates into GABA and GABA is produced in the brain. It's a calming neurotransmitter. So there's actually some benefit into cycling some of these supplements. You know, I wouldn't need to take glutamine all the time because I'm not always in gastrointestinal distress and I'm not always stressed. I also cycle fish oil when I know I won't be eating a lot of oily fish during the week and for my skin and scalp care. So uh, a while ago bit of a side story, I decided that I wasn't going to use any commercial shampoo or conditioner and that was a terrible idea. I should have just bought some organic ones that were already made because I actually ruined my scalp. I made my own shampoo and conditioner and one of them I had tea tree oil and bicarb soda and I put a lot of bicarb soda because I thought the bicarb soda was just going to help um, exfoliate my skin. But bicarb is highly acidic and your scalp isn't highly acidic. So week after week, month after month, adding this very acidic compound onto my scalp actually made my scalp really um, scaly. And dry, flaky, and I actually gave myself uh, dermatitis. So I went and saw a naturopath and I, you know, wanted to fix this and I told her what happened. She was like, wow, you know, you really did the the dirty on your hair. So I'm like, yeah, okay. So I ended up um, having some omega-3 fish oils and a few other little supplements here and there for that specific reason, um, which helped a lot. Um, And omega-3s are very important for skin, hair, and nails. But also your hormones and other chemical products in the body. So it just helped to regulate my digestive tract so it could support the rest of my body and my skin. Um, and I actually have now I use a, a store-bought organic um, hair product which hasn't got parabens or phylates or whatever else you can find in shampoo and conditioner. The other supplement I cycle seasonally is vitamin D. Now, during the summer months, if you're spending anywhere between 15 to 30 minutes in direct sunlight, you'll probably be okay without supplementing with vitamin D. However, in the winter months, and we all know about this, I'm sure you've heard about this many times. It's a really good idea to reintroduce vitamin D. So it comes in the form of uh, D3. Those who are fair skinned and cannot be left in the sun without getting an instant burn should consider taking vitamin D3. Again, speak to your health practitioner about this because I don't know about you personally. But it's a good idea. Um... And we'll get into why vitamin D is important as well. My last example is zinc. I have suffered severe and debilitating period pain as a teenager and occasionally at the beginning of my 20s. It's not until very recently where I have introduced zinc into my nutritional habits and my supplementation habits. Over the years and with better nutritional planning and I removed gluten and improved my sleep, I had less pain. But every so often there's a bit of a flare up and the flare up can be really, really significant and It's just like taking you back to when I was a teenager. So more recently, I have actually started taking zinc in my luteal phase because it can actually provide relief from period pain. And I found it's just so good. Like I feel on top of the world even on my day one of the period. And that is very unusual because usually my legs are really heavy. I'm really tired. I'm actually a little bit moody. um, My hunger, my cravings are everywhere. So it's actually upregulated a few processes, obviously, clearly. So yeah, I don't feel as uncomfortable and I can feel the difference with the zinc. Lastly, before we get into the supplement list that I've created is check in with your body. Before we go into the supplements, remember to check in with your body before swallowing a whole bunch of things. The internal environment will always physically respond or show up in various ways which will allow you to justify whether or not the inclusion of a supplement is of real benefit again ideally getting a full panel of bloods and a stool test completed is going to help you so much more than just making assumptions some things that you can take note of with checking in your body is the skin appearance so is your skin clearly and always red blotchy itchy dry skin breakouts and acne your mouth is hot dry and do you feel a constant thirst sensation stomach are you bloated cramping gassy irritable excretion of waste what is your pee color what do bowel movements look and feel like for you do you have diarrhea and are you constipated temperature are you hot flushed clammy lightheaded? are your fingers and toes always cold all the time Sleep, do you have difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep? Do you have menopausal-like symptoms, i.e. hot flushes and constant waking? What about your mood? Do you have bipolar-like mood swings? Every day, every hour is a different mood. Just some things that you can take note of. I'm not a medical doctor and I don't have a degree in naturopathy, although I like to think about it all the time. I, I know you can see that I'm making this connection between the physical symptoms you're experiencing and your internal environment and your internal problems. So supplements we're going to go through magnesium fish oil vitamin d multivitamin electrolytes to start off with and vegans we're going to go through yours as well the reason i'm going through these specific ones is because they are the safest to advise to a general population but at the same time they're probably the most useful and beneficial in an en masse sense so without going too specific into various problems Uh, These are the best ones that we can go through. So magnesium is involved in over 300 enzymatic processes in the human body. For biochemical and metabolic pathways. There is actually emerging evidence which confirms that nearly two thirds of the population in the Western world is not achieving the recommended daily allowance for magnesium. And you can see the citation of that on my actual blog post. You can find magnesium in foods like dark leafy greens, nuts, seeds, fish, beans, avocados, and whole grains. Yet, as mentioned previously, the soil quality is very poor. And with almost two thirds of the population being deficient, it wouldn't hurt to supplement with this. And did you know chronic stress depletes magnesium as well? So another reason why to supplement with this, if you are suffering from anxiety, depression, or if you are slamming and smashing your body constantly in the gym, it'd be a really good idea to get that magnesium in. Magnesium is important for bone density, ATP production, which is energy. It's a key nutrient in calming your nervous system and regulating your HPA axis. It improves function of insulin and thyroid hormone and it helps to enable estrogen and reduce PMS-like symptoms. So in the form of a magnesium chelate or magnesium biglycinate, it's a great form to purchase as opposed to a cheap magnesium chloride form off the supermarket shelf. Again, supermarket supplements suck. Fish oil. Fish oil supports inflammation, your joints, cardiovascular system, skin, hair, nails, brain health, and insulin response. It helps manufacture and regulate hormones like estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, leptin, and ghrelin. Fish oil helps to maintain cell membranes, which are made of fats. It provides the essential fatty acids like omega-3 and 6s, which our body cannot make. Now, just a reminder, omega-3s are good fats like salmon, avocado, seeds, nuts, extra olive oil, extra virgin olive oil, and ghee. And omega-6s are our processed foods, which are junk food and takeaway. It's easy to remember. Uh, When you crack open your fish oil, it actually should not have a fishy taste. If it has a fishy taste, it's toxic, it's rancid, and definitely don't have it. So the fish oil I have is from a naturopath. Um, It's via mediherb it's a mediherb brown i actually cracked it open and it doesn't taste like anything and i was like "Woo, this is a good one clearly otherwise if it tasted really bad i was actually gonna throw it out um but yeah it's it's awesome so i use the mediherb fish oil you probably won't be able to get that off the shelf a good fish oil supplement or any supplementation brand is probably thorn Um, if you have a look on iherb you can probably grab some of those off thorn vitamin d is a fat soluble Vitamin. It's important in overall health, such as immune defense, neurological health, blood sugar regulation, prevention of chronic diseases like cardiovascular health, and highly underrated as a sleep tool. Body the body synthesizes it from sunlight and it regulates calcium, which is for bone health. This can be depleted very easily. So, long winter months without getting any sunlight exposure down regulates our immune system, our immune defense system, which may explain why some of you actually get more sick during winter. So if you take the capsule form of D3, which is vitamin D, do not take it at night. Vitamin D is stimulating as it works to mimic the morning to night cycles with the sun. So if you take vitamin D, you are telling your body the sun is out and it's wake time. Therefore, the body reads this and actually stops producing melatonin, which ramps up in the evening and the night for sleep. So melatonin is important in the evening. This is why you need to switch off devices and lower brightness, go to grayscale mode, go to blue light blocking filters, make sure you haven't got, you know, blaring lights everywhere. Everything needs to be turned down in the night because when we look at our evolution, that is how we fell asleep. The sun goes down, everything goes dark, your body starts to create melatonin and you fall you get sleepy. Now you sleep. Okay, we work with the sun and the moon cycles. Just because we have technology in our lifestyle doesn't mean that we are exempt from these evolutionary processes that our body has fine-tuned for so many years our body hasn't caught up yet and maybe maybe in the next hundred years our body will eventually change I don't know what's going to happen in a hundred years it's actually quite scary to think about that oh my god but You know, right now, you cannot beat it. Actually, I didn't write about this. Let's say you are a shift worker. If you take melatonin when you get home in order for you to sleep, you're going to feel sleepy and that's a great way to do it. A great way to support that supplementation that you are doing with melatonin for shift workers is to have a 30 to 50 grams of carbohydrates. So that's the macro weight. So I would have maybe maybe some oats before you go to bed maybe some rice or potato before you go to sleep if you are a shift worker that's going to knock you out because carbohydrates boost your serotonin makes you feel really calm and relaxed and that melatonin that you're taking is going to drive up your sleep so highly recommend if you're going to do if you're going to take vitamin d take it in the day When you're going to take melatonin, if you struggle to fall asleep, a good way to help that melatonin production is, again, to both turn off the blue lights, take all the technology off, try get the lights to dim or somehow, you know, reduce the light exposure that your skin is seeing and your eyes are seeing because, again, that light is reading that it's daytime. And if you really can't get to sleep, take that melatonin as well. But definitely don't take vitamin D in the nighttime. So, I take vitamin D in the morning with my breakfast after I've eaten, and um, yeah, I'm fine. It's great, keeps me alive, keeps me happy. Another thing that most, in general, most people could try and add in is a multivitamin without folic acid or iron. So, in general, most of us won't be getting enough vitamins and minerals just from the foods we eat for optimal genetic function. This is dependent on a person's dietary behaviors. So, for example, someone who eats organic produce, lean cuts of meat, and no artificial foods could probably get away without it. OK, a person who eats takeaway every day, smokes, doesn't work out regularly, could certainly benefit from it. So you can see the difference comparatively here. No, never consume it before bed. B vitamins can be stimulating as well and do not get a multivitamin or anything or anything anything with folic acid because folic acid is a synthetic form of folate and it will block detoxification pathways which is terrible and if you want to find out more about detoxification pathways i would highly recommend to have a look at my most recent blog post as well um, about glutathione and the toxic dumpage that we are doing with our bodies you can find that in my blog post as well it's just going to be under directly under the supplement article another way you can have a look at that is just googling detoxification Last but not least, electrolytes, without colors or flavorings. Our body is an electrical system. Electrolytes are excreted via sweat, urine, poop, and various other bodily functions. When you are low in electrolytes, your electrical energy is also low. It's critical for regulation of muscle contraction, fluid balance, and nerve impulses. Some signs of electrolyte deficiency are irregular heartbeat, mental and physical fatigue, brain fog, Brain frog. Brain, it's a tongue twister to that one. Brain fog, frequent urination and urinating within minutes of drinking water, feeling dizzy upon standing and not sweating well. Um, it benefits your performance, stress, detoxification pathways, and your digestion. So the ratio of potassium to sodium should be about two to one. And this is just mimicking our body's internal balance. Uh, the electrical carriers. In our body are magnesium potassium phosphorus sodium chloride calcium and each iron works in synergy so it helps us to produce and use energy so electrolytes are really really good now let's move on to vegans vegans this is something that i would highly recommend to look at this is not going to be a vegan education episode it's just simply on things that you can include so vegans you need to be very mindful of your protein intake It's well known that vegans do not consume enough protein um, or calories in general. In fact, protein is the building blocks of DNA. You cannot not eat protein and expect your body to act in a healthy way. If you do not have enough protein, your body will not sustain itself. There are plant-based plant sources of protein and you can find them on the blog post as well it's a bit of a graph there that i pulled out from a PubMed article but not only would a these foods help like pumpkin seeds lentils almonds tempeh quinoa uh, a protein powder bcas bcaas and EAA's, or even a leucine specific powder would be very useful to include in your daily nutritional habits creatine kind of umbrellaed it under the protein it's just important to help improve ATP production. Therefore, improving performance and overall energy production as ATP is produced within the mitochondria of the cell. Foods rich in creatine are meat, fish, and poultry, but since vegans aren't eating those type of foods, it might be wise to include that. The most important one for vegans is B12. The B12 is non-negotiable. As a vegan, if you do not have B12 in your nutritional supplementation dietary habits, you are neglecting your body at the highest level. B12 is essential for nervous system function. It's part of the methylation process and DNA synthesis. It's important for nerves and blood cells to be functional and operational. B12 deficiency can lead to blood and nervous system problems. It can occur from dietary insufficiency, malabsorption, and lack of intrinsic factor, which is another actual pathway, uh, for example. If you are a vegan, get checked and start with the minimum dose if you are really unsure about your B12. Another one you can do is Udo's Oil three six nine. Uh, you got the link right there on my blog as well if you need it. This is a blend of organic flax, sesame, sunflower, coconut oil, and evening primrose seed. As a you know, um, as a vegan, you probably really want to get this in. As a vegan, you want to look at including this because it has essential fatty acids. The body cannot make essential fatty acids. It cannot make omega three or six, and In this blend, Udos Oil 369, it has both of those. Now, another note on this is being vegan doesn't mean everything is healthy. And an overconsumption of unhealthy saturated fats like omega-6s, which are from our processed foods, will compromise your insulin, your blood glucose, and overall your health. In order to maintain a healthy ratio of fats, Udos Oil for vegans is a great option if you're not consuming enough fats or if you're consuming too much of the omega-6s, it would be a really great option to incorporate some of this into your diet. Zinc is another one. It's an enzyme involved in metabolic processes that relate to DNA stabilization and gene expression, and is important in cell growth, repair, and protein metabolism. Zinc is not readily absorbed from plant-based foods, so it will help with your hydrochloric acid levels, which is HCL. It helps the body break down food. Um, You can also help your digestion by just having some apple cider vinegar or lemon, but apple cider vinegar and lemon doesn't have zinc in it so you do want to have some zinc because zinc has other metabolic um, cell properties that's going to help your body but the acv might help that digestion process a little bit more too so you can have that in salads or have a shot of you know a little bit of a drop or two of apple cider vinegar or lemon with um, some water before eating to um, start that bile production which is going to help digest your food and break down that food Vegan should also look to consume some zinc-rich foods such as hemp and pumpkin seeds and other grains, nuts, and beans, but at the heart, if you're already consuming that, again, get checked out to see if you need to incorporate that as a vegan. Um, it would be really good. I, again, sub-cycle zinc in my luteal phase. It helps with my period pain. Now, vitamin D, as mentioned, vitamin D is essential for calcium absorption and bone health and plays an important role in many physiological processes. While humans do synthesize vitamin D from exposure to sunlight, dietary intakes of vitamin D are low and highlight that it does negatively impact muscle strength as well as immunity and cognitive function for vegans. So, and actually probably the general population, to be honest, because especially if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, where it is a little bit inconsistent with the warmer months, um, especially here in Melbourne, especially in the really harsh winter months, like it's not a fun time. Also, vitamin D is suggested as a beneficial injury prevention method because of its role in calcium absorption. So a bit of a bonus there. To wrap all this up, you cannot rely on consuming supplements to cure, fix your problems, or tip the iceberg in your performance goals alone. Much like you can't just stay at home and hope to get paid, there's work to do and understand. So within health and fitness in mind, it's important to eat a balanced diet with proteins, fats, vegetables, fruits, and carbohydrates that are non-processed, artificially flavored or colored, train hard with close to perfect technique where possible, lower your stress, and sleep damn freaking good. So that's the end of the episode, episode 16, done and dusted on supplementation. I was a bit nervous doing this episode, but I think, I think I got the information across really, really nice and, uh succinctly <laughs> i hope you enjoyed it if you have any questions please let me know remember this is about general information this is general guidance and supplementation this is non-specific non-health problem related it's very much just about increasing general overall health you can slide into my dms at @rickhealthfitpt or the female health show on instagram and if you have any questions don't be a stranger don't be afraid to ask it's always better to know than not ask and not know at all I'll be back on here with another episode this week. I'll release two episodes a week and I look forward to speaking again and chatting to you all very soon. Have a wonderful day and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. Bye everyone.